Welcome to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts on the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please enjoy The Darker Side of Life with Heidi Hollis. You are listening to The Darker Side of Life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Welcome to my show. This is the program where every week you get to listen to people just like yourself who have experienced things out of the ordinary and just want to vent, make a comment, ask questions, and just get a little bit deeper on these very peculiar topics that many of us happen to trip up and into. For myself, tripping is all I've ever done into the paranormal. And this program, bringing these topics that are less spoken of on the darker side of life, bringing them into the light, is what it's all about. No longer keeping these types of things in our paranormal closets. So I welcome you to go to my main website, which is HeidiHollis.com, and be sure to write as much as you'd like on your emails so I can get a really good understanding on whatever it is that you've experienced. So if it's something dark, exactly what did it look like? Was it wearing something? Was something strange going on in your life that you think may be the cause of what took place? Oftentimes, where we come from, what we are made of, really helps round our perspective on the paranormal. And when I say paranormal, a lot of people are really touchy about that word. And I get it, because I feel this stuff is rather normal as well, but because of some of the classifications and the tongue-in-cheek references that happen in the world. Here we sit with this name. But we make it what we want of it. And I think we have a lot of ground to cover in making some changes, but a lot of doors are opening, and I'm rather impressed. So let's begin sharing even more so we could get bigger and better answers. Today, I wanted to have the opportunity to talk about more of my background when it comes to the paranormal. Because, again, is this really paranormal? I often am not hesitant to say that I'm Christian, and a lot of people don't understand where that comes from. Speak of the paranormal and being a Christian in the same sentence? That's just like, does that even go together? More and more, I think people are realizing it really does. But back in the day, I recall when no one would even say God bless you after you sneezed, almost. (laughs) Not the folks that were involved in some of the UFO groups and paranormal discussion groups that I happened to attend or that I ran myself. And I fell into that category at one point. I was raised as a Christian and... uh, Rightfully so, I was made to go to church, and church 
really did give me a good foundation to grow from. And I relied upon it. And I knew a lot of things that I was supposed to do and not do. And and I felt like it was a lot of gut instinct and common sense stuff. And it was appreciated, though, because I had some sticky situations. And I am certain my prayers were answered. What got me to this point, though, when I was in college, a lot of people didn't go to bed early on a Saturday night so they could get up early Sunday to go to church. So you kind of fall away from a lot of the rules that your parents throw on you. And I sure did. I kept up with my prayers for the most part. Got to say them every night, but I got so bored with them. It was really underwhelming for me. And then it kind of trailed off where I just didn't pray so much, unfortunately. Now, while I was in college, I had some very, very close encounters with what you and everybody now knows to be called shadow people. It was later when I experienced Hatman. Hatman was something that my college roommate had experienced, and I just thought it was another form that shadow people took. Now, in the midst of this going on, I had stepped away from what people consider to be clear and present Christianity in my life. I felt that Jesus was someone who kind of did his thing and said he'd come back one day and we're supposed to say in Jesus' name after our prayers, and that was about it. Like, he was this historical figure, right? Well... I really took pride on picking on my friends, the few that did go to church on Sundays, and all my friends really took great fun at poking at me and saying, ah, those alien things that you're into, like, ah, that's evil, and ah, all this stuff, and and I played along with it. It's like, yeah, if I stepped foot in a church now, I'd probably start on fire, that type of thing, but in all honesty, I believed in God. I believed Jesus existed. I just... uh I just took a step back. I was seeing things that were right up front in my face all the time that spelled out to be more active in this world today. And it didn't have Jesus' face on it. And then there were those reports that crept up into the world of Jesus showing up on a drip of paint on the walls or on a piece of toast or tree trunk or whatever. It just uh, seemed to be something that always popped up. And I just felt like people were witnessing something. But I felt that they were possibly mistaken an angelic being for Jesus because I had seen angelic beings. But I knew it wasn't Jesus. I was pretty confident in that. I, I don't know why, but I felt rather confident in that. So, 1997, I had a lot of encounters with shadow beings and even alien beings that were not of the abducting types. So, I was dealing with that and writing my first book, trying to get things together. And that book was called The Secret War, The Heaven Speak of the Battle. I completed that book in two months' time. (laughs) I felt really, really urgent in uh, getting that message out there because I was warned 
Shadow People and Hat Man would be a worldwide phenomenon, I did not know at the time that anybody had experienced anything even close to what I had seen or experienced. So I put that book together and I'm editing it. I'm sending it out all over the place to other publishers. And at the time, for the most part, the only publishers were other authors on the paranormal or ufology. So it did its rounds, let me tell you. It went from one end of the country to across the sea, to be honest. It went to England. And uh, it was really close to getting published, only for people to back up. And round and round I went, taking only two months to write this while I was a full-time student, to four years to actually getting it published. So, yeah, the topic of shadow people leaked out there that being the title of what I had called these things, but I was told not to speak of the contents of the book completely, not directly, because the content could end with me if I spoke prematurely. Seems strange, but when you think about it, there is a lot of truth in that book, and it serves as the defining point for the entire Shadow People phenomena and Hat Man. And if I had spoken and not had that book put into print, I guess uh, we wouldn't be where we are today, would we? (laughs) So I was fortunate that I paid attention to the instructions given. But during that time, very, very difficult time, I am an occupational therapist. And the schooling that I was involved in was grueling very difficult. I had internships, could not work, had to rely upon student loans, and the stress level was through the roof, and I've got demonic entities going through my shared apartment. And just when I thought things can't get any more strange or out of the ordinary, I had an encounter with Jesus. Interesting enough, (laughs) a lot of people wonder how that fit into the mix of things and thought did that confuse me or something and actually it made things absolutely crystal clear for myself I know it seems like night and day aliens, ships flying around, black shadowy things creeping around with glowing red eyes and Jesus I'll tell you right afterwards My friends, who did go to church on Sundays, (laughs) they knew something took place because all I kept saying after this occurrence was, Jesus is no joke. Stay in church. (laughs) This is for real. And uh, they looked at me like, whoa, something has happened. And I even had a couple of people say, are we losing you? Where are you going with this? And All I could do is be painfully honest, and that's something that I can't ever get away from. To be painfully honest, to put my name to things, and just to be who I am, because I don't know how else to be. And if you want to make change, you stand as you are. You use your real name. (laughs) Though my parents had asked me to uh, use a pen name at one point, because I was breaking some barriers that people just don't do. 
I had to stay true to who I am. And there's a lot of people, you'd be surprised, who come out talking on this who are not using their real names. They're using their middle names or something made up or just initials. Well, I told my dad he didn't have any sons and Heidi Hollis kind of goes together really well. So I told him I'm going to abuse his name to its fullest. (laughs) After the break, I'm going to tell you about some of these encounters I've had. You are listening to The Darker Side of Life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll be right back. Stay right there. There's more Heidi coming right up. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. 
Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. With age, women and men have issues with fine lines, wrinkles, under-eye bags, crepey skin on the neck, and aging on the hands. Dr. Nathan Newman has developed Luminous for amazing results treating these issues with his stem cell-based formula, APT200. Try Luminous today with our postage-paid starter kit for only $19.99, available exclusively at HealthyLooking.com. Join thousands of satisfied customers using Luminous. Learn more at HealthyLooking.com. Did you know that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act? Let this be the year you get screening tests that can detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in the way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Heard on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Welcome back. You are listening to The Darker Side of Life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Remember to go to my main website, which is HeidiHollis.com. And if you've experienced anything out of the ordinary, be sure to send me all of the details and we could go over it here on this program and hopefully help shed some light on the darker sides of this life. Before the break, I was sharing a little bit about how I came to the point that I have and being such a forward-thinking and speaking Christian and standing behind everything that I say because that's the only way I know to be. This story took place July 19th, 1999, while I was in between having gone to work and about to go to class. So I came home from work. I worked at a local bakery from five in the morning till 12 noon, and I'd come home and take a nap before I'd go to my class. So I told my college roommate if she'd please turn her TV down so I could lay down really quick and take a quick nap. Now, what happened next? I really don't have any words better to describe. But you know, when you go to lay down on your bed and you kind of get comfortable, you move the blankets around, maybe move the pillow. And and this is a summer day, so it was warm outside. And I still, you know, you punch the pillow a couple of times, you roll around something. So I go to lie down on the bed and swing my legs around and And I missed the bed. I hit the floor so violently. I mean, just boom. And I'm like, wow, 
How did I manage that? I'm like getting myself up off the floor, kind of dusting myself off, and I go to look for the bed, and it wasn't there any longer. I look and I am stunned to find I am standing in front of my parents' home. Now, a strange thing, strange fact for myself, whenever I have really powerful experiences, visual, I don't know, people would call them visions. Um, I always say I'm not a psychic, but I don't know what else to call these things. Just some kind of a vision. They always happen by my parents' house. And um, I'm sure there's a reason for that, but I just don't know it. So anyways, I get myself off the floor I realize I'm standing in front of my parents' home on their front porch, and I'm doing my best to try to figure out how on earth I arrived here. I'm looking around. I'm thinking, I was going to meet with a family friend. His name is Quincy, for the record. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I I was coming here, and I just don't remember how I got here, but okay. I mean, this scenario was as real as I am sitting here at my desk talking to you. No doubts I was there. And sure enough, I look to my left and my parents kind of live out in the country and they have this long driveway and and I see a man at the end of the driveway and I'm like, that's Quincy. Of course, of course, this is why I'm here. Of course, this is why I'm here. And it didn't take long. As soon as he started walking towards me, I had this utter feeling of recognition. And being as silly as I am, I put my face in my hands and I'm like, this is not happening. This is not happening. That's not who I think it is. I'm totally questioning what might be going on right now. And before I know it, this man that was so far at the end of the driveway is suddenly here in front of me. And I've got my hands over my face, palming my face. And he says, hello. Like, he's going to talk about the weather or something in the next sentence. And I'm I'm just palming my face. I'm looking down like, hello. And he says, if you knew who I was you would not hesitate to say it. And I'm just, (laughs) well, I get goosebumps every time I think about this. I start stuttering and I'm taking my hands away from my eyes and I'm going, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, you're, you're Jesus. And he said, yes, I am. Now, first off, I don't speak Spanish. I don't know why I called him Jesus. And When I took my hands away from my face and saw him, he was a bit up in the air, and I saw this long white robe. It's a little off-white. I saw shoulder-length hair, and I saw what looked like a very bright light behind his head, so his face became fully shadowed. And I'm looking, and I'm just... almost in disbelief, but I knew who was there in front of me. And he began talking about his life and what he did and what he aimed to do and how so much needed to be done yet. 
And me, I'm still me going, Heidi, you're really here. You're really here. He's really there. You're really here. I'm, I'm, I'm practically pinching myself. I'm pinching myself. I'm looking around at my parents' front porch. I'm like, and, and then I, I, I look down at the ground and I realize, why is the ground so close to me? And I exclaim to myself, I'm like, I'm on my knees. I don't even remember going on my knees. And Jesus got really quiet. And I felt like a kid that was caught in class, like not paying attention. And, and I, I'm, I'm touching the ground and I'm uh, like kind of look up to him to the right. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, say something, Heidi. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm stuttering. What do you want me to do? And he said, first, you need to show us some things. And I'm looking around like us. I'm like, I don't see anybody else there except for him. And I'm like, he must be speaking about his father. And um, he said, finish writing your book. Do not worry what others say. Know that I'll be there to give you the words. Now, that book, I told you, it was written quickly, two months time. My biggest book yet, by the way. <laughs> done under the most pressure while I was working and in school and interning. It was rough, but the book needed to be done. He then went on to tell me about something that I couldn't make out. It was like I saw his mouth moving, but I couldn't hear any words. And I knew whatever it was, I wasn't meant to know it then, but that I would at another time. And the peculiar thing is, his face was shadowed. But I have memories of pieces of his face like that, like his mouth. The interesting part about what he told me about, don't worry, I'll be there to give you the words. While I was in college, I had to have straight A's if I wanted to get the degree that I wanted. And I was so reluctant to speak in front of others that I would not do the class presentation and just make sure I had really, really high grades on everything else. So when they deducted my lack of participating in the presentation, it wouldn't harm me. <laughs> so just so you know, before I come on any show or do any kind of interview, I always look to the heavens and I say, you promised me you'd give me the words, and now I'm holding you to it because I have nothing to say. <laughs> and it's kind of true. I really don't. I, I would be perfectly fine being a comic strip artist and just retiring doing that. <laughs> it's all I ever wanted to be growing up as a comic strip artist. I always tell people that. It's all I wanted to be, and I still am. You have to check out my comics sometime theoutlanderscomic.com or just go to HeidiHollis.com you'll see the link there I enjoy it and uh, to be tasked with this and his words just blew me away blew me away but gladly to take on the challenge if he comes to ask you something you stand with him and that's what I intended to do and I still do Strange things, strange topics are not all dark. 
But they do sit in the dark. And they remain on this darker side of life, these topics that just don't see the light of day. So many people just don't understand how we can bring our faith with us. And at the time, I wasn't a believer to the level that I am right now. And I'll tell you, when it came to the Secret War book that I was editing at the time, I had placed in there how people were not seeing clearly, as I mentioned, that they were just mistaken and seeing angelic beings. That wasn't Jesus. I had totally bashed the idea that Jesus were around today visiting people. I surely didn't think that he was on a piece of toast. And here he came in the flesh, where I had to rewrite a good chunk of that book. And I say why I had to. Because he stopped by. And he made sure that I got things right. I never, ever wanted to keep any of my experiences in the dark. No matter how dark or how bright it got. And I hope that it helps inspire people to know that they can bring all of who they are into whatever it is that they experience today. And that's what I do on this show. It's so important. This is how we find answers. This is how we blend it all together and solve the riddles of the world. You guys... You are listening to The Darker Side of Life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll be right back. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season... We are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. 
Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey folks, producer Tom here reminding you to make sure and check out our official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. For many of us, YouTube is our go-to place for audio-visual media, and we here at Coast to Coast are happy to share free hour-long excerpts of Coast to Coast AM with you, our loyal fans and new listeners. Our YouTube channel offers many different Coast to Coast AM hour-long pieces of audio on numerous topics, including ufology, extraterrestrials, conspiracies, strange creatures, prophecies, and much more much more. There's even a section that includes our most popular uploads, such as many of the David Pilates shows on people disappearing in national parks. To visit or subscribe, just go to YouTube and type in Coast to Coast AM Official, or you can simply go to the coasttocoastam.com website and click on the YouTube icon at the top. It's the official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. You're going to love this. Just get on over to coasttocoastam.com and start your free listening now. The Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. And with the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. Head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. My name is Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com. Over five years ago, George Norrie approached me with a unique concept, a dating site for people searching for someone with interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal. From that, ParanormalDate.com was born. It's a unique site for unique people, and it's free to join to look around. If you want to upgrade and enjoy more of our great features, use promo code GEORGE for a great discount. So check it out. You got nothing to lose. ParanormalDate.com. This is George Norrie, and you're listening to the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, heard on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Welcome back. You are listening to The Darker Side of Life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio 
and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> Remember to go to my main website, which is HeidiHollis.com. Send me your stories, your questions, your comments, and remember, if you'd like to be a special guest on this program, you are more than welcome. Just indicate that in your email, and I will reach out to you. Just before the break, I spoke of the encounter that I had with Jesus Christ. People often wonder, how did somebody like myself go from having been raised in a haunted house to having witnessed UFOs to having named and defined two paranormal phenomena that are the most popular paranormal phenomena probably in the world today now to being very adamant and outspoken about being Christian. Now, Something that uh, I haven't indicated a whole lot out there when it comes to my encounters with Jesus, I have had more than I have even indicated in my book called Jesus is No Joke, a true story of an unlikely witness who saw Jesus, which is myself, because I was such a huge skeptic of people who claim to have seen Jesus. Again, I felt that he had done his thing, and yes, he was going to come back one day, but to think that he was out and about visiting so regularly to people, I just thought people were mistaken that they saw an angelic being versus it actually being Jesus, because I'd seen these other beings too, and I knew they weren't Jesus. Well, I was wrong, and I accepted that I was wrong. Now, after that initial encounter that I mentioned, everything changed for me. Everything changed. All I could say to my friends and anybody who would listen is, Jesus is no joke. This is happening. This is for real. He's here. And he wanted me to finish writing my book, The Secret War. The Heavens Speak of the Battle. This book spoke of an alien war and how shadow people and hat man were involved in this war. Do you, you're catching this full circle? This is all connected. I am having the most incredible experience of my life with Jesus Christ. And he's telling me, you know that book that you took only two months to write, and you've been working and editing and trying to get it published all this while, four years, be sure to finish that. It's important. Everything shifted in my mind and in my heart and my goals going from having this big space in my mind of where aliens fit and craft and shadow people to Jesus and God. And this became my weapon against these darker things that I had written about. The beings that I wrote of in the Secret War book, they spoke of Jesus being who he said he was. They even went so far as to say that I didn't pray enough. Imagine that. I didn't pray enough. I was in college. I was busy. I wasn't a partier. I was a serious student. 
But I just had, again, I witnessed so much. I was so focused on these things that were right in my face that I did kind of step away. And I think a lot of people did during their college years, just because freedoms that they never experienced before. Luckily, Jesus saw I was making a grave mistake and he helped me straighten that out. To now know how big of an impact that a college student had made with their self-published book. (laughs) And I was bashing the idea that Jesus were around today. Look at how much of an impression that would have made on people. So I'm very fortunate that I wasn't allowed to make that mistake. And he dropped by and he dropped by again and again. And to the point that I have had miracle healings and apparitions, visions of him that just constantly give me goosebumps when I think about it. So when people wonder, Heidi, you talk about aliens and all these things in the same sentence and the same momentum, it's all connected. I didn't think fondly back on my childhood sitting on these hard wooden church pews as being something delightful. It's not something that I really had the best impressions about in my life because My family didn't go together to church or anything. It wasn't that good feeling. Sure, I love Sunday school, but sitting during Mass just seemed to be me trying to practice to sit still and not get antsy. And I was there with my two sisters who practiced how to sit still as well. And I was glad, of course, to have the foundation I did for faith because, like I mentioned, it brought me back to the point of a lot of rest assuredness and not being left hanging and knowing I had God to rely upon. Now, this next part, a lot of people don't understand how it is that, again, why would I take up this flame and continue such a forward march on these odd topics? The Jesus encounter, that initial one, and then the others that followed, Those were amazing, absolutely life-altering, life-changing experience. But would you believe that a couple of years prior to this, that I had an experience that really defies any explanation that I could ever come across, and I have been interviewing and talking to a lot of people in the world of the paranormal and esoteric and spiritualism and psychic phenomena out there. And I haven't come across anyone who has had this type of experience. I was in college and I was talking to a friend of mine who also had experienced a lot of strange things herself. And So while talking, I had to use the ladies' room, so I got up from my futon and I walked across the room, and my vision changed. I was no longer in my living room. Instead, I was looking at this extraordinary scene in outer space. I saw what looked like a giant spinning sun that moved clockwise. And to the left of it was a spinning red light. 
But in this spinning sun, there were trillions upon trillions of lights in it, and every single light represented a soul. Trillions upon trillions of souls. And I was one of those lights. I was in there, and I I call it like a love suit because it was so warm, it was so loving, and when thoughts and ideas came together, they passed through this love soup and and every light contributed to the thought as it went past them and it went to the center and it became one. An idea passed through of something that needed to be done here in this world and on this planet during this exact time. And, and I remember casually thinking, and I say casually thinking, eh, I guess that's something I could do. You ever see those comedy routines where everybody takes a step back in line like, she said it. (laughs) And before I knew it, I was being ripped out of this love soup and flying through space. And with everything that I had in me, I felt myself saying, I take it back. (laughs) But I was on my way to get trained on what to do in this lifetime in places that I would call schools or Crystal City. Just things that you don't hear about. But imagine, imagine if I was the type of person to keep this side of my life on the darker side and just let it sit there. I would be a totally different person. But when people ask me, oh, why would Jesus show up to you? Why would that happen to you? Like, I'm like, hey, I don't feel like I'm anybody special. But to say that I don't recall why he might have shown up, eh, I think it might have something to do with this memory that I had of the spinning light. And the spinning light was so familiar to me. This whole place, everything about it was so familiar. It was like, how can I forget this place? How can I forget what I'm here for? It's like forgetting my first name is Heidi. Like, that just seems so ridiculous to forget who I am. And you know what was really hard? I'm standing in the middle of my living room still. And I come back to my body with this whole understanding about why I'm here. And I go to sit down on my futon and I'm saying, how could I forget? How could I forget? How could I forget? And my friends like, forget what? And I'm like, forget who I am and why I've come here. And from that point forward, it was really difficult for me to want to stay in college and become this best little therapist that a person could be. I just didn't want to go through that. I knew what I'd come here for, and it didn't involve being a therapist. It didn't involve being a cartoonist. It didn't involve anything. But what it did involve was matters of the soul, opening up the eyes of people, and knowing how to deal with this dark presence here on this planet, and how to reach our full human potential and get our faith back. All of this in preparation for the secret war we now find ourselves in the middle of. You guys, you are listening to The Darker Side of Life with me, 
Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. There's more of the darker side of life coming right up. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Every eight minutes, the American Red Cross brings help and hope to people in need. 
Thanks to the support of everyday heroes like you, the Red Cross is able to respond to disasters big and small, support military families, help ensure that blood is available when needed, and teach life-saving skills like CPR and first aid. Be a hero. Donate today. Visit redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Hey, it's time to head over to coasttocoastam.com and check out the Art Bell Vault, a collection of timeless audio. Listen to some of the great interviews with the likes of the late Father Malachi Martin, Dr. Evelyn Paglini, investigative journalist Jim Mars, and more. This is classic audio that you can enjoy at any time, and it's all heard without interruption. New shows are added each week, so find out how to access the Art Bell Vault now by going to coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. And now back to Heidi Hollis and the darker side of life. Welcome back. You are listening to the darker side of life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Please remember to go to my main website, which is HeidiHollis.com, and send me your stories, your comments, your questions about anything out of the ordinary, and we'll flesh it out here on the show. And if you'd like to come on this program to discuss and share about whatever it is that you've experienced from the holy to the unholy, from aliens, ghosts, shadow people, hat man, This show is all about you, about bringing things that are less spoken of on the darker side of life and bringing it into the light. And also, please feel free to subscribe on iHeartRadio to the darker side of life. There's so many things that make us up for who we are. Isn't it something? I know that these are not topics that I generally get the opportunity to speak of on a lot of different radio shows because I'm the shadow people lady. I'm the hat man definer. I have these two major paranormal phenomena that I've put out to the world and and people love the spooky stuff. They love to get terrified about whatever it is that's going bump in the night. But there's another flip side to all of this. And we need to feed the more positive than the negative. Sure, I understand the curiosity when it comes to the shadow people and the hat man phenomena because it is so widespread. It's affecting a lot of people and it's harming a lot of people. It's messing with their souls. It's messing with their sleep. It's messing with their families, their consciousness, everything on every level. So I get it. One of the first lines that I get in a lot of my emails is, I just met the devil. I don't get into that religious stuff, but I just met the devil. What do I do about it? I'm like, hold on. You recognize that as the devil? That's biblical stuff. That's religious stuff. Why is it so hard for us to come to this understanding that having an opposing force to something so easily evil, it's okay. I'm Christian. 
We call that opposing force Jesus. I know him to be true and real because of the experiences and encounters that I had that I just shared with you. I never would have anticipated, even after having had the source encounter, memory, reflection, I would never anticipate that Jesus would pop up later. Never. But he did. And I trust my gut. I trust my instincts. I trust my heart. Because when this man, Jesus, showed up, the love hit me so hard It was beyond moving. It's hard to describe to have love tickles from the inside out that just explode into this level that it's not human. (laughs) It's not human. I've had so many people say, well, did you question the spirit? Um, I tell people I could have been blind and seen who it was because every cell in my body screamed, it's Jesus. (laughs) Not a tough one there. So to test him, no, but I got tested because soon after I saw him, I had another encounter and it was absolutely immediate. It was absolutely evil and it tried to get me to denounce or even slightly question what it was that I experienced when I saw Jesus. And let me tell you, the creepy crawly feeling that hits me when I think about that encounter. I try not to give it so much attention because it was so disturbing. But I learned later that others told me uh, about that people who have this opposing encounter immediately after having a, a Jesus encounter proves even more so that it was Jesus that I met. I, I don't need that uh, explanation to know who it was that I experienced. I know who it was. And it's because of him that I have had the nerve to even come out to speak about any of these things. So I was already done with my book, The Secret War, when Jesus came. I was just editing it, hoping to find a publisher, and still having that absolute fear of speaking in the public about any of this stuff. But when Jesus told me he would give me the words, not to worry, that is what gave me the courage to go out and start doing radio shows, speaking at different conferences and conventions. And here I am. One of the big things for people who write a book don't know is if you don't have the nerve to talk about your book, you're not going to go very far. And People who write books are generally introverts, right? Kind of hard to be a high energy, boisterous person and have so many hours to yourself doing this one thing, tap, tap, tapping on your computer to express yourself clearly. So here I am. I'm pretty much an introvert who has that balance of knowing when to step out of my shell as well, but still not having the nerve to speak up. Though I was never shy to talk about my paranormal or odd encounters, not on a stage. That's a whole other ballgame. A whole other ballgame. So, yeah, all these different things have made me who I am today. Now, you, as an individual, 
who are sitting there on the other side of this podcast, listening to my words going, well, I've had weird stuff happen too, or me too with this or me too with that. Great. Step out of your shell. Tell at least one other person. It's so important. If I was just sitting there on the other side of a podcast, yeah, I'd probably tell a couple of people, but there's no way I would have reached a global audience and warned them about shadow people and hat men and this war that we're in the middle of. No way. And I cannot tell you how grateful and humbled I am that people trust me to reach out to share about their experiences. I do not take it for granted. And I keep hoping every time I answer an email or give any bit of advice about any of these things that I'm doing the right thing. Nobody is perfect and nobody has all the answers. This is how and where we pull these strings together to weave our stories together and find the path and to know and have more certainty about what the answer is. Some of the stories I hear, especially when it comes to the holy encounters, the angelic encounters, the Jesus encounters, even some have Mary encounters. If you could believe one of those stories with all that you are, it could change so much in your world. Because, wow, something like that exists? Then when people are met with what they know is the devil, it surely wouldn't be hard for them to know that God is real too. And he's here to put his foot in the backside of this dark stuff that's disrupting your sleep, your dreams, your family, your life, your goals, your mission. Because that's what they're trying to do. We cannot leave the darker side of our experiences, our lives in the paranormal closets any longer. We cannot. We have to kick those doors down. We have to open our minds and our mouths equally about what is going on in our lives. Hatman loves to go after people who are gifted more often than not. He will tell you he's the devil himself. Why is that? Why is he so proud to say who he is or to emit that emotion that that's who he is? He loves the fear. He loves that it weakens people to go on bended knee in front of him in terror. And when they just can't take the terror anymore and they give up, he'll sometimes punch his fist through their chest and rip their soul out laughing at them. And then other times he's like, well, this isn't fun anymore. He just leaves you. (laughs) It's when he decides it's time to pick your soul. It's like a, a ripe fruit for him. The opposing force is looking to build you up and to help you recognize your human potential. There's so much more to who we are. Humans are able to experience things that are beyond today's regular belief, okay? I learned something really cool. I'm not Catholic, but I learned something really cool about saints and superheroes. Did you know that the superheroes that fly through the sky were based on saints that could levitate? 
because things like this have been witnessed in history. We had the imagination to come up with comics that could illustrate the possibilities. The possibilities of humankind are endless, and we just have to accept that we have so many layers that we need to explore through meditation, prayer, exploration of the body, soul, and mind. And when we do that, and we look at the way that life goes for us, we're born here, we have no memories of anything, and we don't know what we're actually doing. We try to form a life, and we go to school, or we don't go to school, and we get a job, and we have a family. We're like, what is this all about? Imagine if we knew what it was about, if we could remember a prior lifetime, if we could build upon our memories from other lifetimes. It's like you lived a thousand years. Death was never meant to happen here. What is that? Physical death? Is it spiritual death? That's something that we need to explore because if darkness is here and it's blocking our path, what happens when it's not here? Do we live longer? Do we live forever? I say we live a lot differently and indeed longer. And we get to keep our memories from prior lifetimes and evolve. Really think about that. All right. This has been another episode of The Darker Side of Life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And we'll catch you next time. Stay safe, everybody. Well, if you like this episode of The Darker Side of Life, wait till you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.